This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Yeah, buddy. It is our number two of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan Time. Now for the NFL News of the Day. Here's Zach Wolchuk. Punt God is back in the National Football League. Jeremy Fowler reporting that the Chiefs are signing free agent punter Matt Ariza, a six-round pick in 2022. He was out of football last year due to the uh, allegations against him, uh, which was a rape lawsuit. It was dropped in December, found out to not be true. So uh, what seemed to be a player's career who was ruined based on a false accusation is now back in the league, and the Chiefs got themselves maybe – one of the strongest legs in all the National Football League. Yeah, I think their uh, I think their punting situation got a little bit worse. It trended in the wrong direction over the last, uh, really, just this past season. They had one of the best, Tommy Townsend. He's now a free agent, but he was one of the best over the last couple of years. And then last year, he dropped to bottom third in the league in a couple of important categories. So Kansas City's like, this is time for an upgrade. Punk God, he's we know he's got an absolute ham cannon for a leg. Yeah, he does. He sure does. Now this is awesome. AJ Brown. He's been in the uh, in the news a lot because there's rumors. Is he going to get traded? He's really has not gone ahead and squashed those rumors at all. He's kind of open for whatever happens. But yesterday we had the story about Nick Sirianni and getting in fights on the sideline because Big Dom wasn't part of their festivities along the you sideline. Know, can we go back to that other story though, Punk God? Real yeah, quick, Matarizer, Yeah. Isn't it weird? Like that he and and and, and Bauer. It's like. Okay, they didn't commit any crimes, and like the world holds it against them somehow. It's like you got flushed by the news cycle. There are some people that don't realize there was no crime committed, and they might still not like you, so we can't sign you to the sports team. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I'm glad that, uh, especially for, for Matt Ariza, who literally his career never even got started. Like the Bills should have got another opportunity. The, the Bills should have, first of all, released a, a, like a statement saying, wow, you know, it's unfortunate that we don't have Matt Ariza on our team anymore. There was a report that came out that we thought was true at the time, it appeared to be, but that wasn't, you yeah. know? And then they, you know, I, I, an NFL team should have been very quickly like, holy cow, this guy bombs him. This is one of the best college punters of all time, and he's available, and our punter isn't that great it's just it's it's really weird how this this whole thing develops and you know i i don't know if we're giving nearly enough benefit of the doubt to the player especially when there's absolutely zero evidence right you know i remember when this happened to zeke and in that in that situation there was uh, you know maybe more evidence and it wasn't held against him 
you know, that badly. Maybe maybe the sports world feels like any sign of this unwholesome behavior, we have to distance from it. I don't I just don't think it's right at all, you know, and it's it's victimizing players who get, you know, bad allegations against them and that ends up empowering other people to try to exploit them in that way. Yes. That's what that does. It absolutely does. You know, if, if you're a really toxic bad girlfriend or you had a, a bad incident with, with a player right now, you can be like, hey, look what happened with Matt Ariza. Look what happened with Trevor Bauer. Doesn't even have to be true. I got you by the cojones, you know, if they really want to. Yeah, well, I mean, good for him. He's now Best back up. in the league. And I'm and yes, Kansas City giving him. him that opportunity. Good for him. You're right. A.J. Brown uh, put on Twitter. Or X, but I'm always going to call it Twitter. Philly media is so lame. It's literally something every day. Then the fans be believing this BS. They really should start raising the prices of microphones and cameras because you people will say anything for views. I see why nobody likes us because we don't even like us. Hashtag reality TV. Hmm. Speaking facts. Yeah, it's insane. I love you, AJ Brown. I think that that was great. Keep, keep stirring the pot over there and filthy. I'm here for all the drama. Well, because wasn't it Craig Carton who came out and said, like, he knows he, there's there's something that was detrimental hugely to that locker room this year, but he won't say exactly what it is. Yeah. And then Adam Schefter starts kicking around, and he's like, yeah, they're, they're telling me that this is complete BS. So now we're having, like, a source off or an insider off, potentially, even though Craig Carton's not even really an insider. No, and he does do this. He does just kind of talk out of his rear. We, we've we've heard this before from him. But that's a talent that, I mean, very few people can talk out of that rear the way he can. No, so that's why he gets it. paid not the big good. bucks. He gets yeah. the big bucks. He gets that TV money. He sure does. Now, let's continue the fake news, shall we? Adrian Peterson yesterday, there was a story that was circulating that he was selling a bunch of his stuff at auction, his MVP trophy, his rookie of the year trophy basically like oh no adrian peterson's in big need of money dude i'm so glad we held our water on this yesterday because we saw it i'm proud the of the this, show dude. and we so we didn't run with this adrian because we, we it didn't didn't smell right no something was iffy about this that's weed that's weed so ap uh posted a video online late last night and here is what he said addressing this fake news story i want to clarify our recent rumors and media reports and a state sale company without my authorization included some of my trophies in a sale, despite clear instructions to leave personal items untouched. I did not authorize the sale of any of my trophies and I will be taking legal action. Trusting this company without supervision was my mistake. We allowed them to go into several of our storage units with clear instructions. They clearly did something unlawful. I want to emphasize that I am financially, financially stable. It would never sell off my hard earned trophies. And if I was going to sell them, I know people that I can sell them to. I wouldn't go online and sell my 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 personal items uh, randomly. So let that sink in. Thank you. Okay, I will. Just gonna let the on both sides. Let the record stand. Hey, if I was selling these, I know people I can sell them to. I don't need you. This is state sale to do it for me. Go yeah. with yourself. He knows there's rabid sooner. Carter Freeman would be in line. He'd be like, I don't think I can afford this, but I'm going to shoot my shot here. Why not? I'll Boomer throw, sooner. In that. Anything to have Adrian Peterson. This is like if Emmett Smith was doing these things. Walchuk would be in line. I would be trying. I'd, I'd throw what I could at those, uh, but I don't think that I would be able to have enough money either. I think that those things would be way out of my price range, but this is getting bad. Uh, people are just trying to be first for all of these stories. We need fact check this okay before we're gonna run with it yeah and you it, tell them we'll you check. know and it, it 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 sounds like um you know shoot you we we've seen how if you give people the opportunity to go and and do nefarious stuff with your goods you know they, they can um 
So it sounds like an auction company just got in there and started putting all his hot stuff on there trying to. Oh, look, the MVP. Yeah, yeah. let's throw that in there, huh? Because, you know, they're taking a commission off of it. Yes. You know, I hope they didn't steal anything from him. Well, he's going to sue, and I hope Adrian Peterson gets all of his stuff back because, you know, Palestine's own. We love you, Palestine's own. Okay, let's go to Jake Ferguson here. NFL total access. I played play, played some of the audio. I correct myself you. and move on. Yeah, you know, we're just gonna, exactly we're what I'm power right do. through. Uh, Palestine, Texas. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate you. you. Seamless transition. Uh, so Jake Ferguson was talking about Dak and how you know they need to move on basically from this Green Bay loss. Like obviously, you look back at some of the plays. I made a bad play, so we lost. But we got to be ready for OTAs. We got to get ready for fall camp. You know, we got to go ahead and uh, just move on from Green Bay. But he also gave Dak a lot of love for getting himself ready for this breakout season. Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest one was my body just, you know, finally having a little time off and um, getting my body right, eating the right things. And, you know, with that little time, not letting my body go to waste. Still, you know, getting the work in that needs to be done and then ultimately getting ready for the next season. Well, it worked uh, last season because your snap percentage went up 34%, but your production went up over three times in almost every important category. Uh, Jake, why was that? What did you do uh, to have all that success in 2023? I think the, one of the big focuses I had in the offseason last year was, you know, figuring out and learning to trust our scheme. So when I did get into, you know, the first game of the season, even preseason, I was locked in on our offense and, you know, what we were trying to do on every play. Um, the certain plays that I, I had that were in our offense to, you know, get me open and um, even the ones where, you know, I wasn't the first read, maybe the second or the third read, just knowing, hey, this is this is an opportunity. This part in the play, I might the ball. This is when I need to be open and, you know, taking advantage of it. Uh, what role did conversations with Dak uh, play into that process, Jake? I think a lot of it became, you know, um, sort of routine after practice. Uh, you know, if we hit something in practice and, Maybe I don't connect or I don't catch the ball or uh, hits off my fingers or, you know, I'm a yard too deep, a yard too shallow. Getting with him after practice and, you know, just making sure we get it right, hitting those reps, making sure, okay, when we get here on Sunday, it's lights out. We don't even have to think about it. And when you sort of get that chemistry going and not only that on the field, but also just, you know, the brotherhood that you create with your teammates, that's also big. And I think that had a really big play in, you know, our chemistry this season and is going to have a lot to do in the future as well. Yeah, Dak's really good at explaining to others where they should have been. You know, man, that ball. You know, you, I thought you were going to sit. I thought Come you were going to teleport to the other side of that defender and appear magically and, you know, catch that ball for me. Let's get better next time here, bro. <laughs> he's going to dial in on those things. <laughs> yeah, he's just an offseason away. You'll be able to fit that in the, in the arsenal there. He's gotta, That's he's, stupid, you know, guys. Still a young player in this league. You'll get it figured out. Be exactly where Dak needs you to be. Now, is anybody else surprised that Jake sounds like that? Is that not the elephant in the room? The voice? Yeah. I guess I've just heard him talk, and I was cutting up all the Jonathan Hankins stuff that we played yesterday that, no. What does He's, it sound like? What he does... seems so big. His his personality is out there, you know? He's about to show up as the tight end who's also chugging beers, and he's party man, and he's pocket protector sounder. He sounds like an accountant, not a tight end. Doesn't sound uh, deep Not enough. a tight end that hurdles people. Yeah, running through faces, all yeah. those different things. No, I'm, I'm off on this. No, I need I need to. Can we just get like a yeah, little snippet of something here? Back myself now. Yeah, let's run it yeah. back. One of the big focuses I had in the offseason last year was, you know, 
figuring out. He's like a Wisconsin country guy. Games. Like so he's a Wisconsin when I did country get into, guy, yeah. Yeah. you know, the first game of the season, even preseason, I was locked in on. Well, if you keep your receipts, I get your W two right. Thank you. Thank you. Now I can hear the Wisconsin. I think he has sports media mode and real Jake mode. I want to hear from real Jake next time, Jake. Well, and I think yesterday when we had the Hankins cuts, that was more real Jake. This was more the sports media mode. Yeah. So yesterday you didn't bring okay. that up. I think we were getting more of like okay, Let's see if I'm, we can chat with I'm chopping it up with like a player that is a teammate of mine. Uh, but now I'm I'm trying to be buttoned up for TV. We'll try and get him at training camp when we get to Oxnard. Now instead of Dak Prescott, you could have possibly had like a Johnny Menzel. We played some of the Johnny Menzel Club Shay Shay audio yesterday. There was another cut from that uh, interaction where he talks about possibly getting drafted by the Cowboys. He's on the Cowboys are on the clock. Manziel's still not drafted. We know the famous story. Steven's like, Dad, we're not bleeping doing this. They take Zach Martin. Thank God they did. They drafted a Hall of Famer. But Johnny Manziel also saying, thank God they didn't take me when he looks back on it. 16th pick of that draft was Dallas. I remember the anticipation in Radio City when that pick was coming up, and I had my fingers crossed under that table the entire time. Please let me go put that star on my helmet. Looking back now, thank God that it didn't happen because I wouldn't be sitting here today. You said you're glad you didn't go to Dallas because? I think knowing what I was doing in Cleveland, how hard it was for me to party and move and do these kind of things. If you would have put me in a landscape of, that was my backyard that I knew, you know, I'd been driving from College Station up to Dallas when there wasn't nothing going on in College Station. Right. So it was something I was familiar with. I know who I was hanging around at that point in my life. And I think it would have been just an absolute disaster to the point of it wouldn't have been suicide that, that would have been the issue. It would have been drinking and driving. It right. would have been taking a bag from somebody you shouldn't take it from and just boom, could have been over in an instant. So I think I know myself well enough to be able to say that it would have been bad in its own right. And luckily, thankfully, you know, it didn't happen, even though at that time it's what I wanted. I was smoking that Ooh-wee. Oh, he was snorting that ooey. Yeah. Well, like, what kind of bag you talk about? Yeah. yeah. It was right. definitely the white powder. Hey, man, I ran through it, brother. We're at Concrete Cowboy right now. If you just hit me back up. <laughs> I'll run outside. It's no problem. <laughs> I got you, bro. Don't you worry. No, I'll just be pull there. right up. Just yeah. pull right up to yeah. the front. Right. Don't even, don't worry about the valet. They're they looking for you. Yeah. They're, they're ready. They're he ready. derailed they're his by. life in Cleveland, though. I don't know how much worse it could be. You know, maybe you have more friends. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's possible things had gone a little bit different, but. Man, that was just such a such a, a massive train wreck for Johnny, and I I don't I don't think he's in a good place right now. You know, listen to this this clip. There's something in there. You know, I mean, I think he was drinking during the interview. So I mean, I'm sure he's yeah, definitely it's, not it's sober. Shay Shay. Okay. Got that uh, hard liquor that, that cognac. Uh, okay, go yeah. ahead, throw me that cognac. You make tell the truth. I do. I saw the <laughs> beginning of it, and he he denied initially. I don't know if there was another offer over the course of the couple hours that he they were talking, no. but I did see it. He he said no. Shannon drank his. He had some water, or whatever. He says basically since December he's been like in a good place and surrounded okay. himself. So he's like basically he said for the last two or three months thing like he feels really good about where he is and where he's headed. So, but three months. Wow. Yeah. Hey, good for him, man. Yeah. I want to yeah. see the B-roll footage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're pulling yes. for you, Johnny. Yeah, it yeah. got messy. He's got the narration down. Very messy.
Panthers are expected to use their franchise tag on pass rusher Brian Burns. He was expected to be one of the best free agents available yeah. here in a couple of weeks. So Brian Burns probably not going to be on the market. think he's going to get that tag. And how about B. John Robinson, a.k.a. Barry Sanders, according to Brian Broaddus. He was interviewed by Sports Illustrated earlier this month. He said, I want 2,000 yards rushing. I know those are big expectations, but we can do it as an offense with all the weapons. Our line with Zach being at the helm, it can be something special. Bijan 2K, can we get it from him? I think it'd be fun. He certainly has the talent to do it. Yeah, you know, he's got to get the opportunity. That's all. That's the key. Because yeah. he didn't get that last year, and that's why Arthur Smith is no longer their coach. I mean, the problem is that's 400 carries at five yards in attempt. Is that really what you want to do? I don't think any player would want to do that. He shouldn't want to do that if he wants no. a second contract. If I'm the Falcons, yeah, give him 400 carries. We took him in the top 10. He's our best player. Yeah, you know, I, I want to give that to my running back in his fourth or fifth year right before he leaves in free agency, and it's somebody else's <laughs> problem. But that is like a cliff. You run your running back that much, and the beating that their body takes is going to make them a significantly less productive player almost immediately and only Emmett Smith and Eric Dickerson have been the exceptions to that rule throughout like the last 30 or 40 years of NFL football. Five things the Cowboys must do this offseason. It's coming up next. G-Bag Nation 105.3 The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. It is the G Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. We have five things the Cowboys need to do this offseason, five things to. Make the all-in push that Jerry Jones was talking about just a few weeks ago. This segment of the G-Bag Nation is brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact the Frankels for a free consultation, 214 or 817-333-3333. Jump online to truckwreck.com. What do you think the Cowboys need to do this offseason to make the all-in push that you would like to see? Uh, the truckwreck.com fan text is open at 877-881-1053. Uh, resign stars to long-term extensions now is number one and restructure other key contracts. They're not only looking at Dak, they're looking at CD, they're looking at Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. And I actually love that idea. 
uh, especially with the younger guys, because you can push that salary cap hit out late, give them a big bag, totally take care of them, and provide even more cap space here uh, for for this season. And it would give you certainty that your absolute best players are locked up. Um, now, I think the thing with Dak, and we talked about it in the opening segment, David Moore in the morning news today with the story, you know, up there at the star, they're kicking around the idea, what is the the ideal way to handle this you know do we just create more avoidable years on the one year that is left and spread out the cap hit or do we do an extension now and I think every one of us in this room wants to see the Cowboys just at the very least let this thing play out and see where you are next year for me ideally after giving them the opportunity to see how he does with a run game and a defense that can play in January. I, I, I still think Dak, you know, deserves the same opportunity that Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy have had to to benefit him. Agreed 100%. And, and, and why wouldn't you? You're just banging your head against the wall if you're – if you're not going to to do that. At this point, we've seen over the course of the better part of a decade now what your team-building strategy gets you with this quarterback. So it's obviously falling short. So if you want to continue to fall short, then fine. But if you want to give yourself an actual opportunity, hey, let's go balls to the wall, final year, boom, and let's see what happens. The only way that their strategy with Dak works is if Dak is Patrick Mahomes. I wholeheartedly believe that. That's how much more difficult winning in the NFL has become. The Cowboys are stuck like, oh, look at the team. Look at look at Ben Roethlisberger. He, he was constantly in the Super Bowl. Look at Eli Manning. You don't have to be super amazing. You know, you just have to get into the tournament. And that is an outdated strategy, I think, in this NFL by maybe, uh, you know, seven or eight years. I just it does not happen anymore. It's typically one of the two top seeds, yeah. uh, you know, other than the Chiefs, who, again, break every rule when it comes to pursuing that championship. And we're in this for championships, not just making the playoffs. Exactly. And and I think a lot of people texted in when we t- talked a little bit about this in the opening segment. They were like, well, well the Chiefs had faults, and you're right. Uh, but you had a Patrick Mahomes that could mask that. So, I mean, you, you do need to address some things. I think plug some holes with some legitimate free agents. You know, not the Don Terry Poe uh, type of ha-ha Clinton dicks. You know, we're, we're just getting guys that maybe they can pan out. No, we, we know, you know, if you sign some of these defensive tackles, we brought up a Grover Stewart. Uh, who is one of the best run-stopping defensive tackles in the game. That's going to help you Well, I mean, when you won Super Bowls, you were in the business of adding guys like Charles Haley and Deion Sanders. No doubt. Yeah. So you've got to continue to be aggressive in that way. We know you're a good drafting team. And, yes, some people texted and were like, well, what about Gilmore and Cooks? Those were trades. So you've done a good job with that. Keep yeah, doing that. Good. Yeah, it was good. Now you just need to incorporate the free agent side of this to try and try and build the most well-rounded football team possible. Well, and you can't do, like, a little bit of spending, like those two contracts combined $22 million and be like, see, we've spent. Are you happy now? Yeah. You have to look at it midseason and say, okay, the trade deadline is here. What are the holes on our roster? And if you want to win the championship, you can't say, well, we spent – and you know we got to make the playoffs next year too, so we can't we can't fix this massive gaping hole that's going to get us our asses kicked in Wild Card Weekend. Now, guys, we just can't do that. The teams that are winning it say, "Let's do it," and we'll figure out the best way possible to keep as many good players as we possibly can when we get to the off season. But if you're managing in the long term now, uh, you know, unless again, unless you have Patrick Mahomes, it's going to get your 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 uh, teeth kicked in. You know, when we when we get there. Uh, number two, re- uh, re-sign important vets to team-friendly deals if possible. And uh, they, they do mention our guy, uh, Tyron Smith. That seems like a no-brainer, but they also mention Tony Pollard. 
And, uh, you know, I'm going to lean on you guys. I, I respect your, your football opinions, and I respect the work that you put in. So if you tell me Tony Pollard at a, at a, at a, at a modest contract would be, you know, a decent bet to have a productive year next year, I'll go with that. Um, I, th- I thought he looked pretty cooked last year and un- unable to burst in a way, so I want to go young again. I-, I think NFL running back 21, 22, 23, 24 years old, that is the age. Yeah. Right? Like, you get old so quick. you got to draft a guy. Uh, yeah. There's no – there's for me, it's if you bring back Pollard, that's fine, but you're also still drafting a back. I mean, I would like Zach Moss. I think he's a dude that is really, really good, put up great numbers last year with Indianapolis. Colts probably want to bring him back because he was so damn good for you. But that's the only thing with Pollard. I, I think he's going to be better than he was last year. I'm not wanting to pay a ton of money for him. I don't think the market's going to be big for him. But regardless, you're drafting a running back in this year's draft. Yes, guaranteed you have to. And I like the idea of, of having some level of veteran guy on the super super cheap maybe it's tony pollard maybe it's devin singletary i like that idea you say zach moss no problem i'm talking about giving you a million and a half bucks like that that's it and anything much more than that maybe two million okay but that that's where we're playing here so whichever one of those guys falls falls in that category if it's tony pollard i'm fine there but otherwise no you can't give him anything more than about two million Number three, I like what you're doing there, Chief. Number three, make a free agency splash with Chris Jones or Patrick Queen. I would love it. You know, do you? We can't. I, I can't even dream of that. That's a thirty million dollar a year player, right? Well, Chris Jones. Yeah. Chris Jones for sure. He, he's he's going to get a ton of money. I mean, I just don't think that's that's realistic. Maybe I'm hoping Patrick the Cowboys Queen. would do half of that on one guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm and I feel like that might be out of. the out of reality they got to get one of these linebackers though and they are just very fortunate that this is a strong free agent class of linebackers that we've talked about yeah uh, they list them in here roquan smith bobby wagner lavani david devin white demario davis so if you get if you know you you could get the fourth or fifth best linebacker out of this free agent class and have yourself a hell of a player you know and i feel like this is a, a you know, clearly lining up to be the Cowboys' last opportunity, at least for a while, to have a great shot at this with your offensive line getting older. And the, how badly they messed up the 2023 draft is really going to put a, a wrench. So if you don't have that pipeline of players coming, you know, they've always told us, well, we've drafted so well, we have so many good players, and they could make that excuse again if they want to. But again, the the number one priority here, and Michael Irvin is trying to tell him this at every turn, the number one priority is winning the championship, not managing the salary cap. Okay, They, they look at it like, oh, we've we got to manage the salary cap. You know, what are we going to do here? And it's so funny because they're never in a great spot with their salary cap. They're yeah. always like right now they're in a they're in a bit of a mess where they're trying to figure out what to do. What can, what which cans can we kick down the line? Who do we need to release here? Because they're not sitting in the green. So... What's the deal? It's not even like you do all these things and then you have so much money to spend that's available to you right now and you go all in for that year or whatever. You know, it's not even that. You're always trying to get back under the salary cap year in, year out. Yeah, it's it's getting really frustrating here with this football team. And I, I hope they're as frustrated and feel like something must be broken with our process. That's what mm. I do when I lose. You know, I'm actually guilty of trying to adjust too early. Oh, we lost? Knee-jerk reaction. What can we do different? Cowboys are like, hey, lost again. We got it going on, buddy. You know, we just need some good luck. Stay the course. Yes, number four. We need that continuity. Number four, select a top-tier offensive line prospect in round one of the 2024 NFL draft. Uh, I love this. 
And then number five, shore up the running back and linebacker positions through the draft. But if you cannot get a center, you know, you're looking at this draft and your guard spots are taking up very significantly. Your left tackle is going to be Tyron Smith, I assume. And now I would throw extra resources on offensive line, but how you can't get off a of Terrence Steele's deal for two years from now. They really screwed that up. Yes. I would have loved it if they hadn't brought back Terrence Steele. And right now we could be talking about having an additional $18, $20 million in salary cap space and actually drafting a tackle if he's there at, at 24. But we're not going to do that. So once again, we're trying to cover for mistakes that have been made in recent seasons uh, on a guy who suffered a massive injury before he hit free agency, no less, once again. So I, I don't know how you look at other positions beyond center in the first round, but I'd be like, doesn't match the Cowboys' M.O. They don't like to take a first-round guy and have him sit or, you know, be in a, a position of redundancy. They might look at Tyron Smith and Terrence Steele like they're going to be manning those positions for the foreseeable future. Maybe they are. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of a ridiculous thought when it comes to Tyron, uh, and I think that you need depth along your offensive line. How long is Zach Martin going to be doing this, right? He's going year to year right now. You don't draft in the first round for this coming season. You're looking at a five-year player that you're going to get a fifth-year option for. I think this is one of the best offensive tackle drafts. Sign me up because when you have Tyron Smith miss however many games it is and we're bitching about Shumea Doga out there, I'd feel much better about one of these first-round tackles that are playing uh, or versus him, and now I feel really good about moving forward next year that I've got my left tackle for the next decade solidified. Yeah, I think it's interesting the mindset because you're off of a year where you didn't get much initial impact from your draft class, so there's a heightened level of desire to get that this year and then if you're playing in the make it or break it waters with your coach and your quarterback and you're doing some semblance of all in then you are a team that then by design by offseason philosophy we need to get a day one impact player right now you know some years you're more willing to say hey yeah it is the five-year plan but I do, I do wonder what the mindset is if this is make it or break it and this is final year and we're going all in, then we got to draft somebody who's a starter. We know exactly where he's playing day one. That's, my, that's just my thinking on it, if that's their mindset, if this is make it or break it all in year. Yeah. I think if it's make it or break, you need to make sure your offensive line is good no matter what. And you take that guy, you're, you're doing that. Two years ago when they drafted Tyler Smith, were we thinking he was starting at left tackle? We weren't, but thank no. God they drafted him, and thank God he was there to start yeah. the full season at left tackle. I, yeah, I like the idea of best player available, and if the best player available is a, is a tackle there, and, and maybe it changes how you're doing things, especially if he's got a little bit of position flex, I, I guess it could work out, and I'm a huge believer in building in that offensive line. But we all agree in perfect world scenario, it is it is a it is day one starting center yes. at, yeah. at, in the first round 100%. if you can pull it and, off. And I think ultimately that will happen. Or a crazy good middle linebacker. You know, I think 24 is not a horrible place to play one of those. And then running back and line posi- linebacker position drafts number five there. We've already pretty much talked about it. Where are we going next, guys? Let's go around the rim. Mavs half full, Mavs half empty next year in the nation. Yes, sir. Thank you. Let's go ahead and cut the lights out. We'll put the kids to bed and the G-Bag Nation's going all 56 inches around the rim. It is always a special occasion when the Mavs return to action after a well-needed all-star break, they go into the break riding a heater, and now tonight you get a monster matchup. This is beautiful. Two hot teams, two rivals, big game. It matters for the standings, and and the Suns were 5-1 and one in their last six. 
Mavs come in riding their six-game winning streak. Both teams have been playing a little defense. Bradley Beal will be, uh, I believe he, or he's questionable. He's questionable, so more than likely he ends up playing. Uh, Dante Exum will be out for the Mavs, but for the most part, should be two healthy squads, and this will be the first time that they've gotten to play the Suns with P.J. Washington and with, with Gafford. So that'll be huge, and now we embark on the second half of the season where I think there's a lot of optimism right now around our Mavericks. It's exciting to be a part of. You know, I, I thought after last year and then the start to this season, maybe we were going to have another boring season with no fan excitement, and that sucks because I just I love to talk basketball, and when this team's farting around and not winning games, it's, it's really hard to drum up any interest. So yeah. I think we're getting ready for a really fun time talking about them in massive playoff games and – you know, between them and, and, and the Stars and, you know, FC Dallas starting this week, and I'm expecting it to be an amazing spring. But for the Mavs, it's, it's, I, I think it's, it's got to start in this game right here. You know, you, you got to build on what you did before the All-Star break in this first week or two out for me to be convinced that it's real. You don't want to go back to binging and bonging around. Go prove that you are more focused, more capable, better constructed right now. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't hate that perspective at all because you you've beat up on some bad teams. Uh, it's it's provided you a nice little winning streak and some confidence and uh, perhaps even momentum if you believe in those sorts of things. But now it's time you're going to go toe to toe with some big boys. You're going to go on the road uh, in some tough environments at times, and this is going to be a fun challenge. But I think this team is ready for it as long as they're healthy. Exum is important. Do not get me wrong. I think he makes them a better basketball team uh, by by a fair margin there on both yeah. ends of the floor, but if, uh, especially defensively. But I do think they are healthy enough right now, considering Kleba and all these different dudes, and now with the with the trades and the versatility, I think they are. I think they're going to be up for the challenge. So I'm I'm really really excited to see where this thing takes us. Now I do have two different perspectives for you. I have the the glass half full for our Mavs, and then I have a little bit more of the of the glass half empty. Even though the more I consider the half empty. I don't even think it's that bad. But what do you guys want to start with here? Do you want to start with the empty or do you want to start with the full? You're going to get both. We'll get empty first. Go empty. Are you familiar with the Zen Masters, apparently famous, even though this is the first time I'm hearing of it, 40-20 rule? I don't think so. Um, what about the triangle offense? Okay. <laughs> See, so... Yeah, we, he's very famous for that. We are talking about the same the same guy here and he was famous for that and you do get half credit for that wall chuck so you're Thank on the you. board you're you're playing with a bit of a lead Let's here go, lebron james uh but apparently he had the 40 20 rule you know we jamaican man we smoke bugs <laughs> yeah that is right uh but phil jackson percent reefer 20 percent drum tobacco <laughs> <laughs> i think the yeah, i think those ratios are a little bit more okay. uh intensified on the one side but Basically, his his rule was if you want to win the NBA title, you must win your 40th game before you've notched your 20th loss. Oh, yes. I You know what? I've okay. never heard about that rule, but that has been a long-held belief that you got to win at least two for every one loss or, you know, th- I guess three for every two for every one loss. Yeah. Yes. So uh, when you look at it like the the. The NBA champion over the course of time, dating back to 1980, generally by a huge margin, that team who wins the title also won their 40th game that year before losing their 20th, if if that makes sense. Now, going back to 1980, you have 37 times since 1980 your champion was 40 dubs before 20 L's on that season. 
You've had four occasions where that was not the case. Team won the title, and they didn't have that 40-20 to 20 ratio like Phil Jackson says you need to have. Then there's three occasions where it's not applicable because 1999, 2012, and then 2020, you have the shortened seasons. So by and large, you're looking at 37-4. to four. Wow. Since 1980, your champion has won its 40th game that year before it's lost its 20th. So the Mavericks, unfortunately, are not one of the teams this year that would be in that category. So sure. by, by this particular rule, uh, this would rule you out from winning the title. Now, one, that's only so empty because you can still, in theory, be in the NBA Finals and just not win. Uh, or two, it is one of those deals where I, I think generally this makes a ton of sense because you're the, like the teams in the NBA usually have great records. They're the one seed and they're the best team and everybody knows it and they go on and they win. But there are occasions where you've seen where that wasn't the case. And I think for the Mavs, it's a unique season. It's a unique season because they've had so much health issues to start. It's a unique season because despite that, their record doesn't reflect just how good their two best players are. Yes. And so this is like this team is better than what its record shows. I, I believe so. Yeah. And they've made the the trade deadline moves where it seems like they've gotten considerably better. And we're about to hear from Tim Legler, a great basketball brain, who's going to indicate that. But so I think this is a unique team where they have the superstar duo for sure, championship level duo. And then they've acquired the things necessary at the deadline. And if they can get the luck of health, which they didn't have through the first 60 games, I think this is a different basketball team. Yeah, I think two different kind of teams would struggle to have 40 before 20 losses and still win the title. A team that's injured or a team with a championship hangover. Clearly, the Mavs would be the, the championship model. Yep. And it wasn't just Luka or Kyrie. It was also Lively and Exum for a lot. Um, so... I, I yeah I I could definitely see this happening to the Mavs especially because there's no giant world beating team out there that's going to you know shut everybody down and blow you out yeah because there's a lot of teams that would be elimin- eliminated by this rule even the Nuggets yeah. if they don't win four in a row the Nuggets would not be fulfilling this from the Zen Master wow. yeah and, and a texture makes I think a a nice point here of uh, in the four oh seven. I don't think the 40-20 rule works in the load management era. That sort of skews things a little bit more as well. But from what we've seen, I don't know how long we consider the load management era to have been, but you've you've had one in 2021 – this uh the champion did not meet the criteria. So you have the break there in twenty twenty one. Um I honestly can remember who won in in twenty one. Uh but that was the Warriors year. But otherwise, for the last you would have to go back to 06 before you get to a champion that that didn't meet this criteria. So it's held pretty strong. Yeah. But just an interesting way to look well, at it. I'd never I I didn't know about this Phil Jackson theory. And that 40-20, that's not at a massively blistering pace. That's just a really solid top 4 seed. You know, that that team right there is not even going to win 60 games. You know, that would be winning 62 before your for your 20th loss you know what i'm saying right so for 40 and 20 is is not the uh like elite measure for regular season teams at all so 21 was the bucks and it was a shorter season right because they ended up having to start the season later because of that because uh, the bubble championship they 
stopped the season, came back, played in August. Oh, okay. So that's why 21 would be uh, not not qualified there. 22 was the Warriors, and of course last year the Nuggets. Okay, thank you very much. Now there's a glass half empty for, uh, I don't know how empty that actually is, but there you go. Here's glass half full. Tim Legler on ESPN, he's doing his, his contenders in each conference. Where do you have the Mavericks? Tim Legler. Number four, Dallas Mavericks. We didn't talk enough about what they did at this trading deadline. It seemed like minor moves adding Gafford, P.J. Washington. I think they were significant. Now with Lively at the center and Gafford, you never have to go any stretch in a game where you're undersized in the middle, where you don't have an elite athlete that's a rim protector, that's a lob runner. They've got two of those guys now, and P.J. Washington better fit than Grant Williams. Look at that. Love this. Tim is... I'm with you, Timmy. Tim is buying what the Mavs are selling right now. He thinks they're going to be legit scary, and uh, that's encouraging. He had the Nuggets, uh, and and that wasn't just for the Western Conference. That was for that was for the whole league right there. So he had the Nuggets at one, he had the Celtics at two, then he had the Clippers at three, and then the Mavericks at four. So he feels like the Mavericks in the West are a top three title contender. Let's go. Yeah, I I agree with him as well. You know, obviously it's it's wide open. To, it's a little bit eye of the beholder type of situation where a lot of opinions could be true about this. But I think the best thing he said in there is something that maybe the Mavs didn't even know. They were hoping it would work out really well. Uh, so far, it's worked out unbelievably well. These trades. Does it continue to not against Phoenix? You know, they have the Pacers in this run. They have the Celtics in this run. I just cannot wait to see how this develops. We want to have championship fever in no time. I know. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, uh, Chief. Yes, sir. Little afternoon rim sesh at the Woo-hoo. spot. Football's finest is coming up next. Looks like you're going back to back. What do we got? We have an epic Larry Allen story as told by a current NFL head coach next year in the nation. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.